Hello and welcome to a new podcast project uh, featuring myself, Michael Smithis, and my best friend of many years, Daniel Newman. Hey guys, how are you all doing? I think the the plan for this project is to be uh, basically a, a throwback podcast to things from our childhood that we remember fondly. And that we talk about pretty much constantly on a daily basis. <laughs> Correct. Uh, and we kind of want to go through and look into these topics and research these topics to find out why they were so popular and how they affected us growing up. So today's first episode is going to be breakfast cereal, the quintessential morning food. Which which sounds weird because I just said that we talk about this stuff on a you know daily basis. But to be fair, kind of true. I mean, we do talk <laughs> like, about a lot of random fair. things, and those will come across very often in uh, these episodes. Uh, you can expect some very weird tangents and random <laughs> stories to be thrown in amongst amongst the topics. Um, this this topic is pretty broad. Breakfast cereal is a a large topic encompassing many different products and and things of that sort and years and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh we will occasionally be uh have very specific topics such as you know a specific type of action figure a specific toy a specific uh you know movie or tv show movie yes yeah. Yeah. but we decided to start a little bit broad a little bit easy going here with with breakfast cereal um so dan i'll start by just asking you so what what was your breakfast cereal i guess memories like like when when do you remember breakfast cereal becoming like a major thing in your childhood whenever i would watch saturday morning cartoons <laughs> that's it only that's the main that's the that's the only thing because my parents would never buy me like the sugary cereals that I wanted. Like, we had, like, cornflakes and Cheerios, which is great in their own right, I guess. But the commercials from the, you know, from the Power Ranger days or, you know, Spider-Man, the animated series days, they were like, Lucky Charms and Golden Grams. Like, oh, hell yeah, I want those. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, very occasionally we would get Cracklin' Oat Bran oh, for God. some reason. <laughs> Which which <laughs> never had commercials, but have you ever fucking had that stuff? It's amazing. Oh yeah, no. As an adult, I quite enjoy Cracklin' Oat Bran, but as a child, I would see that stuff on the store shelves, and I think there was a reason it was on the top shelf. It's because no child wanted well, it. You would also have to put out a second mortgage on your house to afford that thing. Like, do you see how small <laughs> those boxes are? It's like $5 for a small box. You have like one cup, and it's like, well, I'm done. Like, you know, that's, that's how I feel about granola cereal. Like anytime yeah. I see granola, I'm like, that's going to be gone in two bowls because did, I don't know how to control myself. Did you put like three cups of pure maple syrup in there? Like, is that why it's so expensive? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand this. So, so you pretty much only ate cereal on weekends? Uh, on, yeah. I mean, during the week, the weekdays, sometimes we would have cereals. Usually, when we would go to my grandma's house, we would always have those tiny little boxes of cereals, you know, that came in those 10 packs. And that <laughs> the was the best thing boxes, ever. Those yeah. single servings. But again, yeah. because I was there with my two cousins and my brother, and I, was, I wasn't the youngest, I still got shafted in that department. Like, I still got cornflakes. It's like, because <laughs> everyone else was able to grab it. And I was just sitting there like, okay, you know, we'll let the blind kid just, you know, go off in a corner and eat his cornflakes while we're having <laughs> Frosted Flakes. Like, 
Yeah, my grandma would never give me sugar either, so I'm just like, this is great. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about See, what yeah, about what about you though? I mean, you probably your your parents actually loved you, so <laughs> I mean See, that's the difference, is that I ate cereal every morning. Yeah. I mean that was that was my that was my breakfast all through like elementary school and middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically middle school, my mom left for work before I had to leave for school. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just fended for myself in the mornings. Yeah. So it was just cereal and, you know, morning cartoons or whatever, mm-hmm. which is another topic. But, <laughs> but yeah, I always had cereal and my parents would pretty much buy me whatever cereal I wanted as long as I finished the box. Oh, see, that, that makes was, sense. Yeah. That was kind of, that was kind of the, uh, that was kind of the, the agreement was that we'll buy you pretty much any cereal you want as long as you finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't want to end up with you know, eight partial boxes of cereal. <laughs> then you just all mix it all into a big bowl. It's good times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, I definitely, I definitely remember, you know, like fruit loops, uh, tricks for some reason, cocoa puffs were like a, like a thing I never had as a child. Yeah. I had them later on in life and they aren't that great. <laughs> um, well, that's just wrong, but okay. Really? I mean, um, okay. Cocoa puffs are delicious. They turn your milk into chocolate. Well, and then you the milk is good. Milk. <laughs> But it's kind of has the same problem to me like Captain Crunch does. Like, my mouth would just start bleeding after I, like, had it. <laughs> maybe I just, well, maybe sure, I just okay, had yeah. poor oral hygiene. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> just, just coming out. I mean, yeah. I, Captain Crunch is definitely another one that I had a lot. Like, there's a lot of cereals that I, di- like, I, I have distinct memories of um, growing up. But, like, I, I don't, I really don't remember having, like, that one cereal that was like my go-to. I mean, to to be fair, like my parents did all the grocery shopping, of course, when I was younger, and their TV ads were targeted towards them. So we had a lot of like raisin bran sure. or grape nuts yeah. or you know all that type of stuff. But the way to get around that, like we had grape nuts a lot actually. But in order to make it really good. You just heat that shit up with a whole shit ton of syrup. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever had grape nuts. Really? No. They're yeah, no. Because I never knew what they yeah. were. I was like, they're not, they're not grapes. I don't know what's in this. They're not grapes I don't, or nuts. It, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what they are. But sometimes they, they hurt when uh, you swallow them. That's weird. Wow. Um, That's why you heat it up. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah, I like. I don't think my parents really ate cereal at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty much just for me, and as a child, very influenced by whatever was in or on the box. Yeah. For me, it was all about that toy, that prize. Mm-hmm. I, I, wanted, I wanted that special thing that was in the box. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I would just bounce around from Frosted Flakes to Cocoa Puffs to, you know, Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. And it was all about that toy or whatever ad was on the box. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For, for a lot of times for me. But when we decided that this was going to be the topic, I think we both kind of started looking into some stuff. Um, because I, I wanted to figure out how or I guess why breakfast cereal became like such a thing. Because mm-hmm. like growing up... It was always just like you ate cereal. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's what well, you did in the. That's what you did in the morning. Yeah, 
I mean, you if, know, if I can, if I can interject and say I found an article from the Washington Post. Okay. That if we start at the current time, the the article is entitled "The Baffling Reason Why Millennials Don't Eat Cereal." And can you okay. guess? Can you guess why that is? Because uh, millennials are killing the cereal industry. Yeah, you would you would think. Um, so the article says few things are as painless to prepare as cereal. Making it requires little more than pouring something into a bowl and then pouring something else into the same bowl. And eating it requires little more than a spoon in your mouth. <laughs> okay, so easy. Yeah. Um, so they surveyed and they said almost 40% of the millennials surveyed by a 2015 report said cereal was an inconvenient breakfast choice because they had to clean up after eating it. What? What? Yeah. There's no cleanup. So that's a bowl. That What? Yep, that's still cleanup. I mean, oh. so, so like, sales have tumbled about 30% over the past 15 years. Wow. Um, for breakfast cereals, just in general. And uh, people, it just says that uh, millennials aren't interested in breakfast cereals. Um, because bowls don't clean themselves or get tossed in the garbage. <laughs> and, you know, they just are going more towards laziness. So wow. it's the same thing where they just go and eat out instead of uh, they get a breakfast sandwich at like a fast food place or anything like that. So interesting. Yeah. I also, yeah. you also have to wonder if it is just the whole, you know, parents trying to feed their kids healthier foods because obviously breakfast cereal is not the healthiest of foods. Usually it's... I, I like eating my cup of sugar in the morning. <laughs> Gets me going. It wakes me up. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, so kind of on that. So like I said, like I was, I was trying to figure out when cereal first started becoming like a big thing for children. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had always had it for some reason in my mind, like, you know, 60s and 70s. Like that's probably when that's things what I really assume, changed. Too. So I found yeah. an article from Serious Eats. Um, from The article's from 2015, but it's got some good history on it. And so apparently the first the first uh, cereal box prize mm -hmm. was in 1909. Oh. Yeah, and I was very surprised by that. Cause was, was this the Kellogg company that did it? Was, it was the Kellogg company because okay. they were probably the only company making cereal yeah, at the time. I'm just thinking it's either Kellogg or Post. Like yeah. they've got to be yeah. Okay. Okay. So it had a funny jungle land moving pictures booklet. <laughs> awesome. Which I have to imagine was probably like a like a flip book sort of thing. Yeah. That would make sense. And you would mm -hmm. get that either from the grocer themselves or from a mail or you we would order it. Oh, okay. That prize was in the boxes for 23 years. <laughs> Just that single prize. But it was the but it was the first time that something had ever been directly marketed to children. Oh, sure. And it sure. and it boosted their sales. Yeah. And then once obviously like radios and televisions became a thing, I mean that's kind of when it all blew up. Mm -hmm. So then the first you know cuz well, um, yeah. we're going to yeah. get into this the first ever television commercial for a cereal was in 1949. And that was with uh, Post's Sugar Crisp. And their mm -hmm. three bears, Handy, Dandy, and Candy. <laughs> now, Sugar Crisp, as we all know, has the, oh. uh, the, the lovable mascot, Sugar Bear, who... <laughs> 
who sounds Sugar somewhere bear. between a, I don't know, a surfer and a stoner. <laughs> well, I guess that might be the same. That might be that might be one and the same. He sounds like he's on something. Let's just say it seems it seems like he didn't suffer the same fate as every other '90s serial mascot did. But you know, well, yeah. And so that brings me to kind of the next talking point, mm-hmm. which is you know TV commercials for cereal. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, gr- I mean, growing up, they were yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you you couldn't watch TV, especially children's TV, for more than a couple minutes yeah, without definitely. seeing a, I mean, that's, a, yeah, a, that's a serial it commercial. It felt you like. know, and everything had a you know everything had a had a mascot. Everything had a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Everything had a a thing. That's how we knew we wanted it. <laughs> exactly, and uh, obviously, a lot of those have you know serials from the '90s that have gone by the wayside. But there are those those few mm-hmm. that have stuck around for. I mean, actually, decades at this point, like Captain Crunch and the Tricks Rabbit, and yeah, and Lucky from the Lucky Charms. I mean, they've been around since probably what? The, I don't have that information in front of me, but they've um, they've been around for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Tony the Tiger started in 1952. Wow. Um, Toucan Sam was in the early 60s. Yeah. Uh, Captain Crunch was um, 60s as well. Oh, okay. And yeah, it seems yeah. Speaking actually, of Tricks Rabbit, speaking again, of speaking 60s. of Captain Crunch, I mm-hmm. stumbled upon some very odd information involving Captain Crunch. Okay, <laughs> I, I found this article. It was like a, a list, like a tribute to discontinued cereals, and there was a thing on Oops All Berries, the Captain Crunch variant. That was all Crunch Berries. Oh, yeah. That I still think they bring yeah. around once in a while. I don't think it's actually fully discontinued. Uh, they, they do. I have seen it relatively recently. But yeah, I definitely remember when that came out. I remember the commercial yeah. clearly. And so, like, out. this is... Uh, I mean, this article is a, a few years old. So, um, mm. But it says in here... Now, I have not been able to find anything that confirms this. <laughs> But it did say that at one point, Captain Crunch was promoted to an admiral, <laughs> and he had taken a desk job. <laughs> and his replacements, Captain Scrinch and Captain Munch, <laughs> screwed up the Crunchberry and Crunch Biscuit mixing machines, resulting <laughs> in Oops All Berries. I can't confirm any of that. <laughs> But it's ridiculous. Also, A, I didn't know those were called crunch biscuits. That's um yeah that was that was going to be my uh my thing um are are you trying to make it sound more hearty than it really is like also it just doesn't sound appealing like no but I also like that Captain Crunch was apparently so good at his job that it took two people to replace him <laughs> and they instantly screwed it up. Hey, man, he's been in the business a long time. He knows. Oh, yes, he's been in the business a very long time. So while I was trying to find evidence that any of that was true, (laughs) uh, I stumbled upon an article from 2013 on the security blogs of CNN. (laughs) Yes, this this follows through. Yeah. Yeah. So Captain Crunch's full name is Horatio Magellan Crunch. Mm, good, good. Got to okay. get all those. Got to get all those explorers in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he was created in 1963. 
Okay. Uh, basically, this article is talking about how Captain Crunch is actually wearing a commander's uniform. You know, I have heard that before. <laughs> which is actually the rank below a captain. Yeah. Imposter. <laughs> So, yeah, so there's, like, all these things of, like, he's stealing valor, and it's very, <laughs> it's very funny to me. Basically, they're, they're talking about how the punishment for impersonating a military officer is six months in jail. Oh, yeah. And uh, basically, I, as I was reading this, the thing that got me the most was there is a official bio from the Quaker Oats Company about Captain Crunch. <laughs> and according to his official bio... Captain Crunch has been lost at sea since 1985. Oh, okay. So... (laughs) What? Like, wait. Wait, so... So... (laughs) Wait, so wait. So wait, this is on their actual, like, website? That, like, it's, it's canon, so to speak? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try looking it up right now. But according to that website, like that article, mm-hmm. according to the official like Captain Crunch biography, he has been lost at sea since 1985. <laughs> Again, don't know if that's true. I mean, but I, I, but it's very <laughs> just so strange. I'm, I'm totally on board with all of this. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't. I just don't understand like anything yeah, no, anymore. No, it's just I. I just <laughs> <laughs> you know if if I can you know make a little little segue. I was I was just looking at speaking of lost serial mascots. This actually kind of goes in you know into a little bit. So I have I have a theory. Okay. Oh boy. During the nineteen eighties and more so in the nineties. All mascots became more extreme, if you will. Sure. Except for Sugar Bear. He just, man, he just he's just laying back. You have a weird thing with Sugar well, Bear. <laughs> Sugar Bear is just, just the best. I mean, come on. No, so so the Trix Rabbit, you know, every Trix Rabbit and Lucky Charms and Rice Krispies, they all got more like extreme and kind of insane and more like bouncy and bubbly. And that could just be because of the 90s. But I'm pretty sure that it's because of the cocaine epidemic that hit around the 80s and 90s. Hold on, that's a big jump. Nope, nope. So Captain Crunch was delivering cocaine. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and he got lost at sea. Right? This this turned into a conspiracy theory podcast really quick. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. One but... episode in and we are a conspiracy theory <laughs> podcast. I like it. But you see that like cocaine was rising so much in night between nineteen ninety two and two thousand. And then <laughs> cocaine kind of like dropped down after 2000 and that's when you know we don't see as many commercials out they you know they're probably strung out on you know crack you know in the corners they finally you know need to get their act together and sugar bear is the only one who kind of just said no i'm not doing that hard stuff i'm just gonna be just like smoking pot yep so that is no it's all the pieces kind of fit do they i mean in 1985 in 1985 5.7 5.7 million people were cocaine abusers. <laughs> and then by 2000, this figure had dropped to 1.2 million. 
So things had lessened. <laughs> All right, surprise, everybody. This is actually a drug podcast. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, I mean, there was and definitely... When, and, when did you, and when did you say that Captain Crunch got lost at sea? 85. Yeah, hmm, weird. I think he just knew. I think, I think he just knew too much. He probably did. he was he was gonna go to the the DEA and the FBI. He was he was gonna rat him out, but that narc. They had to silence him. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what Count Chocula did. Yep. Oh, poor nope. Count Chocula. Oh, um, Count Chocula. Yeah, that's no, I mean, you're I you're, you're right though. I mean, because like all the mascots in the '90s were became it, not not necessarily the characters, but like what they did became much more. Yes. Yeah. loud and colorful which was a uh i think a result of the times yeah you know, definitely you, like everything was neon and hyper and exactly you know. everything was very jacked up and in your face yes and so mm-hmm. you look at you know yeah like the trick rabbit doing skateboard tricks and going real crazy or the the cuckoo what's his name from oh from uh, sunny? Cuckoo, sunny sunny yeah yeah he he you know, was just would go crazy, literally crazy, Bonkers. trying to get yeah. cocoa puffs. You know, mm-hmm. going cuckoo, if you will, <laughs> if you will. You know, and it was just such a, a weird time. Even Tony the Tiger didn't necessarily become more in your face, but became much more like sports guy. Yeah, much more like extreme, like you know, he skateboarding, would, snowboarding, and like, you know, and snowboarding, like, yeah, 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 all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's and it's really funny to me, and even to see some of like the you know like serial variations that came out in like the the 90s and and early 2000s and some of the you know failed serials yeah. that came out yeah. in the the 80s and 90s yeah i mean like like you said everything had to have a mascot everything had to have a tie-in so i mean if you look at failed not failed but discontinued serials you'll you'll have urkelos oh the adams family and I mean, that's actually still true today. Yeah, like you will have still... like movie tie-in, you know, cereal, which I'm pretty sure it's all the same cereal, just repackaged. No, it is. It <laughs> is. It's it's just slightly different shapes. I mean, you know, you walk down the aisle today and there's like a Moana cereal and yeah. there's a, a, a an Avengers cereal. When yeah. when Batman v Superman was coming out, there was a Batman and Superman serials. Like that still happens. Yeah, the Batman serial was not that great. No, it wasn't. The Superman serial yeah. was okay. It was okay. It was better. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. But I mean, it was. I mean, it was just. It was. Uh, it was Frankenberry. I mean, that's all it was. Yeah. It was just... Speaky. Speaking of which. <laughs> oh, I found found this article. So Booberry, Count Chocula, and Frankenberry are all, like, are seemingly always on the shelves now. How dare you leave out Fruit Brute and whatever the mummy was. Yummy mummy. <laughs> Yummy mummy. No one, no one cares about them. I wonder if... Yeah. It, okay, so I wonder... Because, yes, Frankenberry, Booberry, and Ch- Count Chocula specifically come back every Halloween. I, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Count Chocula was discontinued fully at some point. I don't remember it. I feel like I still see it all the time. Yeah, so do I, actually. But I could just be, you know fever dreaming it yeah um but now fruit brute and yummy mummy i have to wonder mm-hmm. if they were just not brought back due to somewhat not great names yeah right um because yummy mummy can be seen as kind of suggestive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in in, in yep. the right terms or wrong terms depending on how you look at it yeah and and fruit brute also is problematic um specifically in the 90s when 
fruit was used to refer to someone who is gay. That's as true. Kind of, yeah. In kind of a derogatory way. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if those were never brought back just due to that. Yeah. Yeah. Because other, I don't, otherwise I don't see why you wouldn't play on the nostalgia and bring those back for Halloween like you do with all the other monster cereals. Well, is it just... And I've never had Fruit Brute or Yummy Mummy. Me Are they either. just like Tricks and Fruity Pebbles respectively or... I have... I have an article up right now about them. Um, Fruit Brute had a fruit-flavored cereal with lime-flavored marshmallows. Oh. While Yummy Mummy had fruit-flavored <laughs> cereal with vanilla-flavored marshmallows. Yeah, Fruit Brute sounds so much better. But, n- hang on. The next line in this article is, Neither succeeded, but at huh, least Yummy Mummy okay. makes your tummy feel yummy. Well, I now see why it was discontinued. <laughs> Also, could you not have found a different thing than to just use? Yummy I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Again? It's it's very I mean, strange. <laughs> I like. I get why they they aren't. You know, because they're just kind of generic fruit flavored. Whereas like Frankenberry and Booberry had yeah. legitimate flavors. But I mean, it's all yeah. just a play off yeah. of Count Chocula. I mean, I now don't know, are probably, they good mixed I, together? I don't. I I I, I, I <laughs> want to talk about that, but I want to finish talking about this actually. So yeah, like they bring these cereals back mm-hmm. on on Halloween, and people go crazy for them. Like I I've I worked at a grocery yeah. store for yeah. many years, and when we would bring these back, I mean, people would buy cartloads of these cereals because they just loved them so much. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I can't imagine doing that with any cereal that they could possibly bring back. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I can't think of something that is just so iconic that if they took it away that i mean like let's just say when twinkies were had that weird like thing where like they're going to go Mm -hmm. away and people were just buying cartloads of the stuff like i can't think of anything that would really i mean i guess every every cereal has their fans so i guess if it did happen yeah and at this point i mean now it seems like the big thing to do is to make variations on those cereals Mm -hmm. yeah which which like if you look back at like captain crunch they've all they've made tons of variations on captain crunch yeah i've got i've got a whole list of like weird failed captain crunch spinoffs yeah yeah that like some of which i did not legitimately even know about Mm -hmm. um like some from like the early like the seventies and eighties that oh, never sure. made it to uh, like vanilla crunch and punch crunch, <laughs> cinnamon crunch. Like I-, I didn't even know about all these. Yeah, but then there was apparently ones like va- volcano crunch that had pop rocks in it. Well, we just need that right now, actually. <laughs> and and like there's just some of these that I'm just like I I didn't know any of these existed, but now you know you have like. Isn't there, like, chocolate Frosted Flakes now? And, like, chocolate Lucky Charms? Well, I think it's just... I think how we had all the mascots in the 90s, now, now, these days, everything has to be a different, unique flavor. Like, look at how many different types of Cheerios there are now. Like, strawberry, vanilla, like, chocolate and peanut butter, (laughs) you know? Hell, hell, I remember when, like, like, apple cinnamon Cheerios came out and and it was, like, a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I think and, you're right. I think I think it is like a changing of the times where everything now just needs to be new and exciting. And because you know. attention spans are probably a little, you know, mm. you need something new. 
I mean, Correct. that's that's why Oreos come out with, you know, a new flavor every two seconds, it seems like. Oh, and people and, will buy them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Though, yeah, I mean... Because you have to be... You have, you have to try it. I mean, I'm... I'm very susceptible to that with certain things yeah. where it's like I see a new flavor and I'm like, I, I have to try that. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I need to know what that tastes like. Yeah. Not with many things, just a, a few things. It's it's just so strange when you think about cereal now because like I don't even see now like prizes in cereal boxes anymore. Very rarely. It's, it yeah. seems like that has really gone to the wayside. I don't know if it's a like a like a a thing to kind of try to save some budget you know if it's like well we can save money by not offering these toys and i and i have seen a lot where it's like digital downloads now like go and put this code in and play a game or something like that and i think that's just the way that things are now but you're right it is probably just to cut costs yeah and i think it's a way for them to attract the younger generation who are going to spend most of their time on a iPad or a phone or a tablet yeah. playing yeah. a game. Like, cause I remember, I'm trying to remember some of the best cereal box prizes that like I ever got. And well, clearly it oh, was boy. definitely checks quest. I was it though. I mean, I loved checks quest. I played checks quest a lot for, for those of you who aren't initiated into the realm of checks quest this was a non-violent first-person shooter shooter video game created in 1996. Wasn't um, it built on? Wasn't it built on like the Doom engine? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was. It's. It's a total conversion of the more violent video game, uh, Ultimate Doom. Oh. Which, okay. And also, Chex Quest won the EFI Award, E F F I E Award for advertising effectiveness in 1996. Yeah, so that I doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so I don't know why, um, you know, you would go why it won an award for just running and like gunning down slimes. I'm not really entirely sure, but I, I mean, I do remember play, playing it a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty fantastic. Uh, they also made two sequels. So no, yeah. What? Um, Chex Quest Part Two: Flemoids Take Chextropolis, and then they That's just gave up again. And Chex Quest Three, like there's eh. a lot of words in so, there. So, so Chex Quest Two was 1997, and Chex Quest Three made in 2008. <laughs> what? It was it was developed and released as a service to fans. Um, oh, I yeah. feel like I've heard about that. Yeah, the plot for this sequel, Chex Quest 3, is set 10 years after the events of the first two Chex Quest games with the invasion of the of the planet Ralston by the Flemoids. The breadth of the story was expanded to a much larger scale, possessing a seemingly more grim scenario than its predecessors. Uh, uh, I do I, remember mm. I do remember that because people were going crazy about Chex Quest 3. And... Yeah, and then they're also talking about the possibility of a canonical Kickstarter-funded Chex Quest 4. <laughs> oh my god. Just play Doom, everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just okay, but back to cereal box toys. Yeah. I'm currently just, like, did, like, an image search for, like, 90s breakfast cereal toys. I'm like, I don't remember any of these. 
Yeah. I'm starting to I'm starting to question if I actually got a lot of these toys or not. I mean, I I I was looking at these pictures as well too and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just remembering like McDonald's prizes. <laughs> that, that's starting like, to be a very Oh, I definitely had those though. There's no way those are from cereal. No, those are from McDonald's. Darn. Why are they showing Mighty Max figures? <laughs> yeah, I think Mighty Max might have gotten released through McDonald's at some point, like little tiny oh, sure. ones. Um, yeah. But again, McDonald's toys is going to be a whole other episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I do remember. I do remember the spoons. I remember getting like buttons or like sometimes books with Cheerios. I definitely remember getting like color changing spoons. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like little like water squirters and stuff. I found a list of like fifty of like the best prize giveaways in cereal, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are are older. They're from like the seventies. Oh sure, um, yeah. One of which I'm not gonna read them all because it's just way too much, and honestly, they're not that great. It's like oh look a a gooey spider that sticks to your wall. Like okay, who cares? Yeah. Um, but one of the best ones is, and I need to find it now because it was real funny. <laughs> um, I mean, there was a magic eight ball in a box. <laughs> I seem to remember that. In this is this is my personal favorite. In 1954, mm. Wheaties offered miniature solid steel license plates from all 48 <laughs> states. This is before <laughs> Alaska and Hawaii were officially states. So you got one one plate in each box. And you could buy you could buy a set of twelve for a quarter. Oh, but like, well, what? Like, was that like? Oh yeah, I'm getting some license plates. Like, yeah, was right. Like was that deal? like? Oh great! Like this will be this will go great on my ten speed. I'm I'm what? I'm searching eBay right now to see if serial license plates come up. General okay. Mule. Yeah, uh, there we go. In wait in 1986. There was a cereal called Almond Delight that had an exciting in-box promotion. Every box has cash from around the world. Oh. U.S. money in every 43rd box. It might be worth less than a penny, but it might be worth up to $500. <laughs> I mean, all right, sure. Why yeah, not? Why not? Yeah. Oh um, also, you can buy uh, the mini license plates on eBay. For actually, it looks like it's just one seller um, that has a whole bunch of these for seven dollars each. What? Buy it now with free shipping. I could have bought the entire set for a quarter back in the fifties. Yeah, well, those were better times. <laughs> Your money could go farther back then. I'd be so rich if I went back to the fifties. <laughs> okay, I just found a site that says it's the fifteen cereal toys every eighties and ninety kids will remember. Will we, though? <laughs> if I remember even half of these, I'll be real surprised. Yeah. Kellogg's bike reflectors? I don't remember those. No, no. Uh, a lot of these are from the 80s. <laughs> I'm not going to remember that. Um, yeah, I don't remember any of these. All right, <laughs> let's move on. I um, just, just want to go back to uh, Blueberry so- and Frankenberry really quickly because I found an article... <laughs> All right. That um, so this was in 2014, and it says that we are excited to now to announce that the Monster Serial Team has partnered with DC Entertainment, home of DC Comics, 
for exclusive what? illustrations on each what? box of Booberry, Count Chocula, and Frankenberry cereal. It's the monsters like you've never seen them before. And to be fair, well, actually, no, not really. They look exactly the same, just a little more stylized. But what I find really interesting is DC Entertainment co-publisher and comic book artist Jim Lee, known for his work on Batman, uh, Justice League, and Superman, worked on the Booberry box. So, <laughs> does this mean... Wait, so can we say that the monsters are officially part of the DC Universe then? Yes, I think so. Oh my god. I, I hope so, at least. Because him and Green Lantern, like, side by side, would be pretty fantastic. Like... I need... I need Batman to fight the monsters. <laughs> he said... Just, yeah, no, J- Jim Lee says, um, quotes... Uh, he says, Booberry all the way. He's not just a monster. To me, he was the smartest of the trio and often got the upper hand over the other two monsters. I had a very personal connection to Booberry growing up. It was my favorite cereal. And then I... Lee says, illustrating Booberry was more challenging than he initially thought because he was drawing simple shaped characters. And that can be more difficult than the detailed characters he usually draws. Uh, he, he, so... he went through six or seven different versions. Before coming up, it's a ghost. I mean, come on, come on, Lee. Yeah, what's so hard about this? I'm obviously not an artist, but yeah. what's so hard about this? Come on, Lee, let's do this. What I want to know <laughs> are they good guys or bad guys? Um, well, let's see. The marketing manager says we wanted to ensure the card chocula, Frankenberry, and Booberry still looked like the monsters our fans, fans know and love, but with a DC twist. And we were extremely fortunate to have Jim Lee and his team design custom comic strips for the back of each box, too. And if you look at the backs, it just looks like a Three Stooges-esque comic strip. So (laughs) it could go either way, I guess. They could be bumbling bad guys or really stupid good guys. Sure. It's, uh, yeah, that's just... Those were made... Count Chocula was made by Kellogg's, right? um, General Mills. Oh, that's why I couldn't find it. <laughs> oh my god. So, in addition to the first ever Monster Serial partnership with DC Comics and Retro Boxes, the Monsters will also be part of a free digital game app available on family-sized boxes of Honey Nut Cheerios, Lucky Charms, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and Cocoa Puffs. Only at Walmart, though. Monster Serial fans can conquer different game levels and use codes found inside specifically marked packages that provide power-up capabilities. <laughs> Oh, they did another round where they, like, dressed up a lot of their other uh, mascots as heroes. Oh, really? Oh, I have seen, like... The, honey, yeah, it's uh, the Honeybee yeah. and the Batman and, like, the Trix Rabbit as Superman. Okay, I've seen, I've seen they the just, Honey... They just, threw Wonder, they, just, they just threw Wonder Woman on a box of multi-grain Cheerios. <laughs> close enough. And they're like, whatever. Yeah, are there female cereal mascots? Oh my God! There, there aren't. Oh wow. Okay, we need to dig into this for a second. <laughs> Female cereal. Oh, that's the first thing that came up. Good times. I don't think there are that I know of. Well, I see a box. Oh, well, fruity pebbles. I guess I could see you know pebbles being somewhat of a. Uh, there's a Hannah Montana cereal. Can you call that as one? Well, I don't know if we would count stuff like that because then yeah. you know you have like you know Frozen and Moana and like all those like limited edition cereals. I'm saying something like you know like the Tricks Rabbit or Sunny from Cocoa Puffs. I mean, I don't think there are any actual. Well, unfortunately though, I, I guess it would make sense because 
a lot of these were invented in the 50s and 60s when it was yeah. still a very yeah. male-dominated world, especially in, like, ad agencies. Especially in advertisements. You know, just yeah, like Mad Men. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I guess that makes sense that, you know, but it's a little surprising that they haven't, you know, transitioned in the, the more modern day to have a like a female spokesperson. I yeah. mean, even, like, M&Ms, you know, introduced female M&Ms. It is surprising. Like, I'm seeing, like, a Kellogg's and Disney cereal, like a princess cereal. I'm surprised that that's still not a thing. Like, yeah, that is just constant. I mean, that would just make I, sense to me because they're still riding. They're still riding the Disney princess. I, I just, I just wonder how hard it is to break into cereal, like, you know, to to try to break in as a new cereal on the market. I don't, yeah. I don't feel like it happens anymore. You know, yeah. I feel like it's been the same couple dozen cereals since I was a kid with just little yeah. variations here yeah. and there with, with just except, variations of except for like, you know, like the healthy cereals like Kashi and nature, or whatever, you know, there's like some healthier cereals that have come yeah. along to try to, to try to get adults interested in cereal again. Yeah. But I, I don't feel like, you know, outside of a, a couple things here and there for the most part, it's like, yeah, it's just the same few cereals forever. Can, can I just say that when I was looking up female cereal oh mascots, I found a picture, and probably if you Google this, you will see the same picture. It, it is a fake picture <laughs> um, called Rosa O's, based off Rosa Parks. What? And there's just, there's just a picture of Rosa Parks by a bowl of Cheerios, and the tagline is, delicious cereal is everyone's civil oh right. Oh my god, I see it. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I would buy that. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> oh lord, that's that's <laughs> real bad. <laughs> it seemed like, uh, as far as like women, like in the advertisements, there were girls all over, all over the place. Yeah, like you know, as far as like trying to trick the rabbit or like be you know see why kids love cereal yeah there was always a good i feel like cereal commercials always did a good job at being inclusive and diverse especially in like the tricks ads and like the lucky charm ads that i remember yes you know when they're trying to yeah when they're trying to get you know lucky charms from lucky or yeah keep the tricks rabbit from getting the tricks like i Mm -hmm. feel like yeah there was always a good mixture of kids and yeah. I think they did that intentionally because they wanted to appeal to as broad of a of a audience as, yes. as possible. Yeah. Um, because the goal for that those marketing people was to make you tell your parents like I need that cereal. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so I'm just looking this up and I found an article that says cereal equality now, back from 2008 from uh, AfterEllen.com, but they say. In the first half of the 20th century, 1907 through the 20s, and again, the 1940 through 46, Kellogg's gave the sweetheart of the corn a chance to hawk cornflakes, but not a chance to actually have a proper name. But yeah, there was a woman for cornflakes for a short period of time. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I'm honestly like really surprised. Even if you kind of shoehorned a female character in, you know, give the honey be a, a wife. You know, give the tricks yeah. girl, the tricks rabbit, a, a sister. You know, or something. You know, I'm mm-hmm. surprised they don't they don't do something. Yeah. And and I realize that can be, 
problematic as well, you know, if you just, you know, shove a female character in to be like, hey, look, we have a female character now, we're better. It, I, in my mind, I guess it's better than nothing. It's, you know, it's better than what they're yeah. doing now, which is just kind of ignoring it. However, you can also say that, you know, like the honeybee and Sunny from Cocoa Puffs is... Also, how is he not just called, like, a cuckoo bird? Like, come on. Yeah, right. Missed opportunity here. <laughs> but, like, how can you, you know, they can say, like, well, those are animals, you know? It, it, so it's not, I guess it doesn't it doesn't track as bad if they're animals or, you know, anthropomorphized yeah. animals. But when you <laughs> have is... something like, you know, the chef from Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna this... bring this back around. I'm gonna try to veer us back to our childhood, because <laughs> um, I want to know. Because we've gone way off the deep end <laughs> into some of these things, I want to kind of I want to bring it around a little bit and try to see. So, mm-hmm. growing up, what was your like go to cereal? Did you have one? If I had a choice, it would have definitely been Golden Grams. Like, every now and again, we would get Golden Grams, and I freaking love that cereal. Still do. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely Golden Grams. I feel like, yeah, like, I don't don't really remember, like, what my go-to was. I really liked, like, Fruit Loops and and Tricks. I liked the fruitier cereals growing up. Mm -hmm. I I definitely enjoyed those. I think later into, like... Like middle and high, like more like high school, like early high school. I definitely liked more of the sugary cereals, but like I think Honey Smacks were like my absolute favorite. With that, that yeah. frog. With that I frog. Honey Smacks. I thought they were fantastic, but it's like one of those things where it's like I haven't had probably ninety percent of the cereals we've talked about in like at least five or eight years. Like it's been yeah. My yeah. cereal choices now as an adult are just so much different. <laughs> like, it's like I, I walk down the cereal aisle and it's just so like expansive, and I'm like, what do I feel like? Like, I don't know what. I, there are way too many choices. Whereas before, like, my parents would pick it up, so I like wouldn't get to make a choice. Well, so that made these like even when as I when I was a kid, and I would pick out my own cereal. The cereal aisle still wasn't nearly as expansive. You know, it yes, was it was yeah. big, but it was mm-hmm. like you know, there's not. There's just a lot of, you know, shelf space for, like, each type. And now it's slimmed down a bit. But I feel like now as an adult, I'm much more looking at, like, okay, what's going to be a little bit healthier? Like, what's going to actually, what's going to actually keep me full? Because that's the problem with a lot of these is, like, I would eat a bowl of cereal and then, like, an hour and a half later, I'm hungry again. And then just be hungry. And so it's like, now I'm like, okay, well, okay, frosted mini wheats, like those will keep me more full or honey bunches of oats or basic four, stuff like that. (laughs) Basic four. That's, that's some good stuff right there. Not even joking. I love, I love basic four. (laughs) That was the one I was trying to think of before. Okay, good. good. I think basic four is such like a, like a. And like a late 80s name for a cereal like it just sounds <laughs> it sounds like something from like that's just dated just basic form. yeah but like now as an adult like that's what i eat like i, I prefer those cereals i i have a box of frosted flakes mm-hmm. that i ate the other day not a whole box i ate one bowl but um mm-hmm. yeah i wanted <laughs> to eat all of it but here we are so I mean, that's, I usually, if I, if I want to pick a quote unquote healthy cereal, like I should probably pick Cheerios, but I, I invariably go for either Raisin Bran Crunch 
or apple cinnamon Cheerios. I love the multigrain Cheerios. I've I've those I've liked really, those for yeah. a long time. Yeah. If I get multigrain Cheerios or honey nut Cheerios, um, I always put honey on them. Drizzle oh, drizzle drizzle a little honey you. on there. Uh just blew my yeah. mind right now. <laughs> Sarah, my girlfriend, absolutely thinks it's disgusting and doesn't even want anything to do with it. But doesn't I think it's right. really good. So, plus, <laughs> after you finish eating the cereal, you get honey milk. And that's, <laughs> and that's and that's what you need in life. You need you need honey milk. I mean, Shut that's up. true. Um, no, I mean that is true. I mean, like it's you know it's it's odd to think about like how we were so f- formed our thoughts and our minds were so formed by the television that we watched. And those commercials are still ingrained in my mind, like as far for like serial commercials, but I just don't think that's the case now. But then again, I don't have TV to really explain that. Like, I mean, I've, I've read articles and I, I've, I've looked at things that, you know, talk about how children, young people don't watch TV that much anymore. True. Yeah. yeah they're all streaming. on YouTube. They're on Netflix. They're streaming. Yeah. And so, yeah, like commercials like that, like aren't as big of a thing for for kids mm-hmm. these days. But yeah, when I was a child, I mean, commercials were how you found out about everything. Yeah, the hottest toys, the newest movies, the best TV shows. You would just watch the commercials. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, I got to remember that. I got to tell my parents about that. Mm-hmm. And serial commercials were very good. Yeah, at making it like this is the best cereal. You have to try this cereal. And I was yes. like, yes, I absolutely do. <laughs> honeycombs? Yes, I do need to try you. Honeycombs? C- serious question. Do they still sell honeycombs? I they don't do. think so. No, what? they do. Where? I, have, I need some. <laughs> I saw it at Walmart the other day because I'm like, oh yeah, when did that actually, did that Did that cereal come out in the 90s? Honeycombs 100% did, and I know we're both quickly Googling it, because I yeah. know us. Because Honeycombs was like the Tasmanian devil type guy in the later 90s, wasn't he? Oh, he was so weird. Oh, it originated in 1965. Shit. <laughs> wow. Really? I just don't remember it at all that. Like, did was there just a resurgence? Huh. Wow. I get, wow. Interesting. I literally haven't. It was the Honeycomb Kid. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the mascot. Was that the 2000s, or was that still at the edge of the 90s? Oh, my God. Honeycombs was famous in the 1980s for their annual mini license plate giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> what, is with, what is with this? Oh, my God. Honeycomb cereal license plates. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, the honeycomb kit. I honestly didn't know it was that old. No. Holy cow. Well, that was like I was looking up um, Corn Pops. Mm-hmm. And that's another one that in during my kind of research was like something that like, yeah, like Corn Pops has been around since the 1950s. It is surprising when you like, when you find that out. <laughs> because it's just like, you just think that most of these cereals are in their own little world. Like, they have not been around that long. Like, of course, like, cornflakes and all that stuff have, but, yeah, never would have guessed, uh, like, when did Sugar Smacks come around? <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Um, yeah, anytime I started, when I started kind of looking stuff up about mm-hmm. about cereals, it was like a lot of this stuff ended up just being way older than expected. Yeah. And I guess that's part of, like, when I, when when you're young, when you're a kid, you're just like, this never existed until now. 
Yeah. Like, this never existed until I became aware of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? <laughs> this did... Nothing existed before that. <laughs> nothing no. existed before me. Like, this is all brand new. And also, then as I'm, as, as I'm looking it up, it's like, oh my god, like, these have been around since my parents were kids. You know? Like... Yeah. You know, and I never really asked my parents, you know, what kind of breakfast cereal they ate. I know my stepdad was a big fan of Quisp. That was ah, his Quisp. thing, was Quisp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that Woodman's sells it. Huh, awesome. To well, this that's, day. Like, that's this what day. he's getting for Christmas. Oh, I, yeah, I used to buy him boxes all the time because that, <laughs> that was before there was a Woodman's by his house. I mean, if you've never had Quisp, Quisp is essentially just Captain Crunch. I mean, that's that's literally all it is. Whoa, really? You just blew my mind. I thought it was like Chex. No. Really? Yeah. Quisp is... Like little, like round Captain Crunch pieces. They're they're oh, they're slightly spherical, and uh, they taste just like Captain Crunch. It's it's good. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. It's yeah, it's very good. But yeah, it is very much just Captain Crunch. Can can I just say something? When I was looking up Honey Smacks, did you know that um, in 1961, the Hanna Barbera cartoon horse sheriff Quick Draw McGraw was the uh, mascot? For a for short who? time period, for, for Honey Smacks. <laughs> why? Why not? And then, and then, Diggum came around in the seventies. Is his name actually? Came... Is his name Diggum? Yes, D I G apostrophe E M. In the seventies, and then in the nineties, he came back. Yeah, I remember yeah. the frog. I mean, yeah, his name makes sense for the seventies because you got to dig it. Hey, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you gotta dig it. <laughs> that's strange. Um, yeah, and if you look up Quisp, Quisp has a little pink alien logo. Literally, they have not changed the oh, the weird. box since like the fifties or sixties, whenever it came out. Like, if you go to Woodman's today, you will find the same box, and it's incredible because it does look like something that they just like found in the back room, and they were like, "That's eh, probably still good." <laughs> We no, I always, yeah, wow, that's weird to me. I, A, have never seen that box, and B, um, yeah, never knew that it was, yeah, yeah that next it time. was, like, Captain Crunch type. Yeah, next time you're at Woodman's, or even Walmart, Walmart might carry it, too, now, um, look for it. I think it's near, like, the Life cereal. Oh, okay, yeah. And, uh, like, all the, because it's a Quaker product, so it's by all the Quaker stuff. But yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it's like a bright blue box, and most of Quaker's boxes are pretty kind of tame mm-hmm. in a way yeah that's uh it's interesting like i'm trying to think of like the cereal that my parents always eat and like my mom still loves grape nuts probably why i ate so much grape nuts back in the day probably but, like um my dad i'm almost positive he got whatever he wanted so he probably had whatever type of cereal he would want which would probably have been sugar sweetened something or other like frosted flakes or frosted flakes or lucky charms or apparently honeycomb like yeah. honeycomb man i really want some honeycombs now yeah who doesn't though i mean really <laughs> whoa there's also a recipe for honeycomb cereal pound cake that sounds horrifying i mean maybe i just want to use i just want to like break up honeycombs and make like rice krispie treats out of honeycombs 
See, I want to do that with most cereals. <laughs> well, you can. I mean, I've seen cereal treat, cereal bar treats with like, yeah, f- with like Fruit Loops and tricks and stuff. I mean, pretty much anything will work because it's just anything. It's, yeah, it's freaking it's just... cereal and marshmallow. Like that's all it is. Marshmallows and butter. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> yeah. special about it. Like it's yeah. just, it just is. I should really just go and buy like copious amounts of cereal today and just make so many cereal bars do it if you didn't live so far away i would steal them all mail them to me <laughs> i'll, I'll mail them to you yeah um, yeah that'll be, that'll be yeah good. it's just i don't know it's just such a weird thing like when i think about it that i literally ate cereal every morning for decades i guess like i honestly think that i just ate cereal every morning forever yeah ours i mean we ate cereal a lot and then Later on, we transferred to Pop-Tarts and or Toaster Strudels when those came out. Yeah, I... Yeah, did you ever have that sweet, sweet Pop-Tart cereal? No, the with the surprise inside? Like, I want that so badly. And again, I really could just crush up strawberry Pop-Tarts and put them in milk. So that's one of those... So we, we, we I wanted to talk about that uh, discontinued cereals that we actually remember. Yeah. Because you had, you had the list. You emailed it to me. I'm pulling it up right now. Most of these, some of these actually was actually kind of surprising to me that some of these you remembered very well, mm-hmm. and I had no idea they existed. <laughs> like the Urkelos, I don't remember Urkelos at all. I I just know that people talked about them. That's all. That was all my my thing. There's a lot like because this list had what like 25 or 26 cereals on it. A lot of them, a lot mm-hmm. of them were just like tie-ins. So like Adam's yeah, family and like definitely. tiny tiny tune adventures. I I remember wanting that cereal. I don't bag. remember those. Like. I very much remember the Spider-Man cereal. I ate the yes, Spider-Man yeah. cereal because it was basically just like corn checks and marshmallows or, or rice checks and mm-hmm. marshmallows. And I yeah. I really yeah. really liked that one. I I remember the Batman Returns cereal. Mhm. But again, all of these are, are very much now like the like the Justice League cereal and the Batman cereal, where it's like these are really just limited edition cereals. Yes, you know they're not yeah. they're not made to be around forever. Yeah. yeah, I see. Like I'm on a different one, and it's Berry Berry Kicks was apparently discontinued. Oh, I loved Berry Kicks. Yeah, so much better than the original. Kicks. They say there's a little description under it and it says peak popularity is the early 1990s and it says the tiny near flavorless balls of corn that are kicks became something special when peppered with saccharin dusted berry shapes. You oh, yeah, can the trick berry yourself into great. eating. Yeah. Add milk and your milk tastes like uh, blueberries then. Yeah. Yeah. Now now this is one that I have a dis- have distinct memories of that you you said you never heard of which is the sprinkle spangles. I don't, but I love the name. So, Sprinkle Spangles were basically, like, just puffed corn that then had sprinkles on them. They were, like, sugar-coated and had just sprinkles on them. It had a a weird genie as their mascot. Okay, yeah. I I don't remember, like, the, the genie. I don't remember the commercials, although you can find some on YouTube. They're pretty great. But I remember the cereal very distinctly and i remember loving the cereal because it was it was sprinkles like you gotta eat sprinkles for breakfast you gotta eat sprinkles it's like eating it's like having cookies for breakfast yeah it's like cookie crisp like but the sprinkle spangles were ones that like i definitely remember and like Mm -hmm. oh 
They were so good, and I loved them. And then that was Pop Tarts Crunch. Like I don't remember Pop Tarts Crunch. There apparently, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at that right now. There's apparently the strawberry and also cinnamon sugar variety. How is there no blueberry? Come on. Yeah, I mean, come on. Blueberry is clearly the best. <laughs> like now, here's one. Out of all here's of one that I didn't remember that you said you did, which was the Wheaties Dunka Balls. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't remember I these. Remember, I just remember them looking awesome. <laughs> I mean, they just looked like basketballs. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I could be like Michael Jordan then. And then there's some of these that I don't get, like the the Teddy Graham breakfast bears, where I'm like, that's just Teddy Grahams. Yeah, that's just, like, t- yeah. I can make that. It's called Teddy Grahams. There's also, like, on, on most of these lists, and these are probably a little bit older. These lists are probably a little bit older now, but they say Oreo O's, which have just came back, which I never had. You don't. Don't bother. Oreos are terrible. Yeah, it, it that that hurts my soul a little bit because okay. I remember always so, kind of like kind of like Reese's Puff cereal. Like the first time I had Reese's Puff cereal, I was incredibly disappointed because I just wanted it to taste like so, Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay, yeah, not so much. I know, I know that there's a lot of people out there that love Oreo O's, that that think yeah. Oreo O's are incredible. And, and go above and beyond and out of their way to get them. I I remember mm. having Oreo O's. I mean, that was the, like, early 2000s, I believe, is when they came out, yeah. Oreo O's. Um, and I distinctly remember being disgusted by them. <laughs> like, like, legitimately. Because yeah. they tasted nothing like Oreos. Mm-hmm. And they tasted just just so off like there was something about them that just didn't they almost tasted like stale like stale oreos oh sure but it didn't have that same cream flavor that oreos have they have that 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 cream Mm -hmm. and i like maybe now maybe it's different maybe if i tried them now i'd be like oh these aren't too bad yeah but i'm not willing to risk it because i i had such an adverse reaction to them it was not great yeah as a as a kid I had such an adverse reaction to to Oreo O's. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting, right there. <laughs> I'm sure people will disagree. With <laughs> they that probably will with a, pitchforks and in a yeah. very real way. But well, there's also, and I never had these, but I always wanted them. They say that it doesn't exist, but sometimes you can find it. Like I just found it online, and I should really buy a case. Is Rice Krispies treat cereal? Mm, I never had it, but as a kid, it was like. The holy grail of cereals. See, but I wonder if it's kind of the same thing as Oreo O's. Like, because I want kind of like a little, like, uh, slightly gooey, like, Rice Krispie in milk. It's definitely... That might sound disgusting to some people, <laughs> but I'm assuming it's going to be, like, rock hard, like... It's just... definitely going to be crunchier. I don't think you're going to get yeah. that that soft, gooey texture in a, in a cereal. Um, maybe if you let it sit in the milk for a minute, it'll it'll soften up a bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the fact that the milk would probably taste like marshmallows afterwards is really, really fantastic <laughs> to me. That's so. en- that's enough to make me want to just buy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Know. I, I. That's one that I've been wanting to to try and to to eat because yeah, it's it's one of those that I remember when that came out being like, I need that. Yeah, and that was like one of the few times when it was like, that is not a breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, that just seems like it's 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 just it's just sugar in a bowl. Like 
Rush Christmas Tree Zero came out in 93, which is actually earlier than I thought it did. Oh, really? 93? Yeah. First introduced in 1993, yeah. Contains bunches of Krispies fused together by a marshmallow coating. Ooh. I know Rice Krispies themselves have been around since like the 20s. They've been around for... I just realized, so I, I'm on the Rice Krispies Wikipedia, because I was trying to figure out when Rice Krispie Treat Cereal came out, and they have a list of all the taglines. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the two taglines <laughs> that are still in use, apparently, are Moms Just Know and Childhood Is Calling. I haven't heard either of those. Okay, but how often are you watching Rice Krispie Treats? commercials every day <laughs> like that is i just have it on repeat on on youtube like just the current uh that's weird huh never never like, heard of that before i guess like moms just know is to be like you know hey moms you know know this is healthy yeah, yeah. and childhood is calling i guess would try to tap into nostalgia mm-hmm. of people like us making a podcast talking about cereals they ate as a child <laughs> it's just interesting I'm I'm there's there's some other really good ones. Uh in the sixties their tagline was it's gonna be a rice day. <laughs> and in the early nineties in Canada, the tagline was the taste of that tickles. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was pulled for being too obscene. <laughs> And then in 1990 <laughs> to 1998, what do your Rice Krispies say to you? Uh, I do remember that. Yes. That I clearly remember. I feel like I could just go on and on just reading serial taglines. Can, can oh, we just... Lord. Can, there, there are some... Speaking of like taglines and like, let's go into commercials a little bit. I clearly remember like a lot of commercials back in the day. And they are mainly... The Christmas-centered commercials for cereals, like the Fruity Pebbles commercials. I I don't distinctly remember a lot of them. I, I remember the Christmas Crunch commercials. Yep. Captain yeah. Crunch dressed up like Santa. And I remember a handful of others, like, kind of here and there. I have a lot of half-remembered commercials of, like, Tricks and Lucky Charms. I mean, I remember I remember the, uh, the Honey Nut Bee getting uh cheerios from or giving cheerios to scrooge oh like that yeah. one yeah. i remember like the taste you can see like all of those cinnamon crunch ads cinnamon toast crunch ads yep okay that's coming back to me yeah yeah i distinctly remember like the the honeycombs ones because mm-hmm. it was always like so crazy they'd had like you know people's eyes bugging out yes yeah going all nuts i definitely remember those but i i don't have like i i unfortunately don't have very distinct memories yeah of them i mean if like if you go on youtube and you type in like 90s serial commercials they will most likely come back to you like they did for me. Oh, I'm there sure they some, would. Yeah. There are some that I just like that, you know, it wasn't, it was just the the ones that are so ingrained in your mind. That's called good advertising right there or impressionable children. Either way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's tough to know kind of which is which. I mean, cause I yeah. watch like, I watch children, you know, if I do happen to see like an ad for, you know, like a children's toy or a children's cereal now, mm-hmm. it's so much just like, wow, this is terrible. Yeah. 
Right. Like I, as a kid, I was like, "Oh, this is the greatest commercial ever! That's so funny! That's so cool!" Mm-hmm. You know what? What have you? Yeah, I mean, really, the the Tony the Tiger, you know, Frost and Flakes commercials that had kids doing like backflips and flips, you know, really did make me think that I could do that. I could, oh, but it made me thought to think that I could. I mean, is that before or after they started so putting? Many... Before they started putting, "Don't try this at home." Cautions on all their ads. <laughs> I made so many mistakes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, because I I don't uh, like I don't remember exactly what it was about those commercials or or what that would influence my decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, I just remember being a kid in the in the grocery store aisle, looking at all these brightly colored boxes and and just wanting all of them. Yeah. You know, just yeah. just just wanting all the sugary cereals and. Yeah, you know, having to only pick one was just such a yeah, such a such a such a challenge for a child to and to like be asked. It was always bad because if we ever were able to get like sweet like cereals and whatnot, we would always have to go and get the multi meal cereals, like the oh, bagged cereals. Now which, that's now that's a commercial I distinctly remember. Yes. Oh yeah, with the guy like on his on his like haunches, just like you know, kind of you know. He was doing a little down. like yeah. He was like basically crouch walking. Yeah. Yeah. Look down and here. Look at the bags. Everything's in a bag. <laughs> like, and but the thing is that it does taste good, if not better than what is in the bag, and it's a better deal. Like I get it, but at the time, like I didn't want that at all. Like I didn't want you know chocolate you know rice puffs i wanted cocoa krispies yeah you wanted yeah you wanted that name it, it was a lot of having to yeah. do with the name brand and <laughs> name recognition because i remember that too like now i i will claim as an adult right now like i i was eating like cocoa pebbles mm-hmm. for a while and i got like the bagged like multi meal version of those and the bagged multi meal version is much better yeah yeah like hands down i i, I think it's i think it's a better product but yeah, as a kid, I didn't want that. And I remember as a kid, you know, when my mom and I started shopping at like an Aldi, which if someone out there doesn't know is like mm-hmm. a discount grocery store, I guess they sell just kind of like generic products. You know, there's no Doritos. It's just nacho cheese tortilla chips, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I remember, you know, it's like, I don't want any, like, I don't, I don't want any of this. Like, this is all like off brand, it's, but it's like, it all tastes the exact same. But as a kid, you, you didn't want to be like, oh yeah, I had, I have cocoa puffs. It's like, no, you have like chocolate puff balls. Like, yeah. It's, and it's like, it's the exact same, but it's to, also like, different. We, yeah. I mean, did we go to school and be like, I just got cocoa Krispies or would you just like, you know, not say anything <laughs> like, you know, was yeah, it just I, like a. <laughs> Like I, I definitely wasn't going. I definitely wasn't going to school and being like, "What'd you have for breakfast?" Right, oh, I know. Honey nut yeah. Cheerios, lame. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Like I definitely was not doing that. Yeah, I, yeah, no one cared. You know, it was just yeah, that's true. Because I guess I, I never talked to like childhood friends about. No, I guess I never talked I never, to like yeah, I never talked to my childhood friends about like what oh, what you have for breakfast this morning. Like no, who cares? Yeah, no right. Cares. It's like no one cares. We were just you know yeah, we were mainly talking about what we watched on TV or whatnot. Oh yeah, it was it was all about like what cartoons did you watch? Like yeah. what shows do you watch? Which yeah. again, TV shows and cartoons and stuff that'll all be another episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could we'll have multiple episodes on TV shows. I have yeah. no doubt. Um, yeah. 
I could fill, we could fill hours with mid to late nineties Nickelodeon programming. <laughs> I, that's what I grew up on. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Me too. But to kind of try to like wrap this up a little bit, I, I feel like, yeah, it was just cereal was such a, such just an ingrained part of my childhood, like morning routine. Mm hmm. And I don't even know where it started. Like, I just remember having cereal every morning. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily remember my mom being like, yep, cereal, this is what you eat for breakfast. It's just like, I just, it was almost like instinctively just just knew. Yeah. It was just there. I mean, the best, the best part. It carries on to this day. Like, it is, it is so much fun. And probably like the best memories I have of some of my childhood are sitting down with my brother eating cereal, watching, you know, X-Men, the animated series on Saturday mornings. It's just that, and, you know, going back for like two or three bowls and whatnot, you know. Jeez. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta, you gotta, gotta get, gotta get that energy up. Yeah, I feel like I was almost the exact opposite. I feel like on the weekdays is when I would like eat cereal every morning, watching like Inspector Gadget and Pokemon. Yeah. And then... On the weekends is when I would get, like, a fancier breakfast, because that's when, like, my mom and dad would be home. Sure, yeah. You know? We would have that on Sundays, but Saturdays were, like, Nick and I were up at, you know, six in the morning, so... (laughs) That's nuts. Um, We had a lot of cartoons to watch. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's just strange. It's just kind of funny how how much cereal has just followed me into my adulthood now because now it's like I still eat cereal most mornings not every morning you know I'll have a bagel occasionally or I'll have you know something else but Mm -hmm. for the most part like I still eat cereal every morning and it's because it is just so convenient and so easy like yes I could wake up every morning and make eggs or make you know pancakes or waffles or something but there's something just so like easy and just you know not necessarily calming but just just so so simplistic about just pouring milk into a bowl of cereal that just except for, except for millennials ex- yeah apparently except for millennials which <laughs> 40 40 percent of those people can't do it which I will admit Dan technically we do fall into the millennial category yeah which is very yeah, unfortunate and I don't agree with that but to wrap this up a little bit. Or, well, to wrap this up completely, we've been going for over an hour now. Um, (laughs) The fact that we just talked about breakfast cereals for like an hour is... Yeah, an hour and 19 minutes. Just ridiculous. (laughs) If this doesn't prove that we can talk about any topic for an hour, I don't know what will. Yeah, that's true. We picked a kind of thin (laughs) topic. Um, I mean, (laughs) breakfast cereal is definitely one of those things that is quintessential childhood. And yeah. I think that's kind of where we want this podcast to go is mm-hmm. is things that are our quintessential childhood, not necessarily things that we have very distinct memories on, yeah, but just just things that were influential to the world even when we were children. you know yeah we we've kind of spoke about it a little bit that you know some of the future topics we're gonna have is gonna be like you know comics and cartoons and toys and video games and Mm -hmm. we want to kind of do broad episodes like this and then also have some very specific episodes on things that 
were very important to us, like Batman the Animated Series or mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figures or... War Planets. War pl- oh, Jesus. You and War Planets. That's it. Next episode's War Planets because I just want to get it <laughs> yes. out of the way. Yes. We need to get War Planets out of the way. That's the next episode. It'll just be me talking and being like, that was pretty great. I'm just going to put yeah. my headphones and microphone away and I'm just going to let you go for an hour. It's, uh, yeah. So, I mean, but as evidenced in this episode, I mean, really, we have a lot of memories of certain topics, but... We also kind of like to delve a little bit deeper into the past and after we had grown up a little bit too and just kind of go all around. So really there's no real rhyme or reason to when we're talking. It's just kind of off the cuff. We do a little bit of research. Yeah, and I like doing some of the research because, I mean, obviously comics is one of those things that you know, it's been around forever, just like breakfast cereal actually and like cartoons too. And, And my interest lies in trying to learn or trying to see... Like, when it became such a big, you know, popular thing in in culture. You know, when did it just suddenly just explode and and become Mm -hmm. the juggernaut of being in every child's, you know, memory and mind? Uh, Yeah, yeah. And so there's going to be a lot of that. And I do also like to kind of see how it is still with us as adults, you know, to show that mm-hmm. kind of through line from childhood to adulthood of like, you know, oh yeah, I can't, like I still read comics. Like, oh yeah, like, oh yeah, I don't play with the toys anymore. But like, I, they're still in my basement or, you know, even with yeah. like, you know, certain yeah. TV shows or movies that I still watch that I watched as a child, you know, like there are those, yeah. there are oh, those yeah. things. So, I mean, this podcast originally kind of started as a, you know, we, we originally were just going to do things from like the nineties, things from our childhood. And then we kind of broadened it to, to kind of what it is today, a more, more comprehensive look at, you know, things that we remember being important from our childhood. I mean, and, and we've been talking about doing a podcast for years because we basically talk (sighs) on the phone every single day for hours on end. And this is kind of like our conversations. So we finally thought, well, why don't we just record ourselves? Yeah, this basically if any if anything it'll just be us listening. Yeah, which is fine. So, this you know. this basically is what yeah. we would talk about on the phone. Like every once in a while we would call each other up and we'd be like, "Hey, did you hear about this?" and it's like, "Oh, really? That's cool." And it would turn into an hour of just rambling about just various mm-hmm. things that we would remember or that we would look up and be like, "Holy cow, did you know this? Did you know that?" Like, "Wow, okay." And it's going to get yeah. even more interesting when we get into topics like comics, which Dan has a much more connect, a bigger connection to as a child. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't read comics growing up. Co- comics are something I really mm-hmm. only got into as an adult. But Dan, yeah, no, that was definitely Dan's whole childhood yeah. was comics. Comics were definitely was comic books. Yeah. Whereas, like yeah. on the flip side, you know, I can talk about you know maybe like sports or you know, some other things that you, you could talk about transformers for a long time. I can talk about transformers and GI Joe's until everybody yeah. just finds my house and kills me. I'll give the address. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up for this first pilot episode, whether this we'll gets see. released to the public, but if or it not, does, 
we I think really decided yet. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't, this will be the lost episode that we cut that we can. And I will say if this is and no like one broadcast, so to speak, it's really close to Halloween. And I think everyone should Google post sugar crinkles and just be terrified by the picture you see. The fact that that was ever greenlit by a marketing company And I think we just need to talk about this real quick. It's For anyone who is too lazy to look, it is a terrifying clown with a very ecstatic, like, almost murder, murder, murderous look into his eyes, holding, like, a spoonful of cereal. Just jamming it in his face. Mike brought... Mike Mike brought this up that it's a painting like it is a you know someone someone drew this picture so it's not a photo and it's probably from like the 60s or so and they painted this picture of a clown but instead of just like making his face entirely white they painted on the bald cap they like didn't even make it seamless against his face they just like saw the picture of the clown and then just like painted the painted like the actual picture it's, of the clown it's I've the most assume. it's the most ridiculous thing because i'm looking at this this picture this nightmare fuel that has <laughs> haunted me for the last like week and it's just <laughs> baffling to me that whoever painted That's, and or drew this thing this, yeah painted the bald cap <laughs> like painted a distinct line <laughs> between the man's head and this bald cap and i just i can't get over it and i don't know why yeah. it's sticking with me so much and and this is this is actually what started our idea to talk about cereal because we talked about sugar crinkles for a long time. This is kind yeah, that so, is kind of what started it was yeah was talking about that. So uh, I think we're gonna wrap this up. This is ideally we're gonna try to keep yep. these to about an hour to an hour and a half depending yeah. on on the edit. Um, I don't want to go too deep. If we do happen to touch on a topic that we just go on and on about i mean we yeah. might do two-part yeah. episodes or um i also was having an idea about having some like you know episodes that have multiple little topics oh sure. stuff that sure. we don't have kind of a lot to say about but that we want to talk about you know certain like toy series or even tv shows that you know are maybe short-lived that we don't yeah, remember definitely. greatly definitely. but we still want to just touch on um so that's going to do it for us today. Um, ideally, we're going to try to get these out once a week, once every other week. We haven't fully decided yet. Um, it'll kind of depend on on our schedules and how this, how we decide to move on from here. But until next time, I'm Mike. I'm Dan. And we'll see you when we see you. <laughs>